Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Earl Shunk, head coach of Duville Basketball, is in studio. We are talking basketball today, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics and the 300 level, and, of course, Roger Weiss. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Burr. Burr is right, Earl. <laughs> well, it's about time we've had some seasonable weather, all this 70 degrees weather this early in the year. That's not right. I guess scientists are saying we have officially started spring 20 days early, the earliest it's ever been started. Hey, I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> for those of you uh, who uh, plan to go to uh, D.C. for the Jerry Blossom Festival at the traditional time of the year, bad move. A couple weeks early this year with the cherry blossoms. You know what? I've also heard that this is going to be a brutal year for allergy sufferers like myself. Oh, boy, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to that. I mean, like, you know, it's a, it, well, you're, you're excited. It's going to get nice out. You want to get your yard back in shape. But then you're sneezing, blowing your nose constantly. Your eyes are watering. Oh, man. Frank, don't forget, uh, start bringing a pepper shaker in the studio. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Not if you want me to get through the hour. Uh, but, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today, and Frank is going to start off news and notes. First and foremost, uh, big shout-out to Luport's Lathe Alsus from last week. Uh, big winner at the Wrestling State Championship, 285 uh, Division Two State Champion from Section 6. Congratulations to him. And also the kids from Niagara Wheatfield, Justin McDougal, uh, 113 second-place Division One finisher, and Matt Chico, Third place, 132 pounds, Division I uh, fin- third place finisher as well. Con- uh, good luck to the Section 6 bowlers today. They're out in Rochester, West Seneca, representing the boys and girls out there. Good luck to them. Uh, New York State Club Hockey Championships uh, taking place this weekend out in Long Beach, New York. Star Point, St. Mary's, St. Joe's, and Canisius are all in action today. We had Star Point on last year, so what, they're going for a repeat? Could be. Could be. Wow. I mean, they're out in New York State right now. Out in, uh, and, Good luck to them. Yeah, good luck to them. News and notes, uh, spring sports. Right now, uh, I mean, it's right around the corner, a little less than a week away. (laughs) So uh, you wouldn't tell by looking outside right now. But several programs are looking for coaches and games. We're just going to read a list of those coaches' uh, vacancies that are open and some of the teams looking for games and baseball for sure. Gowanda, West New York Maritime, Charter, and Ken East, they're all looking for games. Softball, Dunkirk, Tapestry Charter, Mount Mercy, City Honors. Uh, they're looking for games as well. Gowanda, Will East, Global Concepts, and Pioneer all have some coaches, coaching vacancies they'd like to fill. On um, the track side of things, Gowanda, boys and girls coaches needed. Holland and Grand Island need track coaches as well. I guess Fredonia's looking for a uh, uh, football coach. They're boys. looking, yep, yep. Obviously. Uh, and uh, 
Football, you got, uh, as Tony just mentioned, uh, Frontier Amherst and Hamburg are looking to fill out their assistant coaches. Uh, they have some vacancies there. Volleyball, Wilson. Do assistant, look- do assistant coaches have to be teachers at the school? We know the head coach does. Earl, do you know if assistant coaches has to be a uh, teacher? Not always. It kind of depends on the, the district and the, uh, you know, th- there's different negotiating units in each of the districts. Oh, okay. So, so it depends on the teacher contract. Okay. No. Short answer. Good. <laughs> Much better, Frank. <laughs> oh, you could be. A, I could be a coach. Yeah, good. Can I help? Uh, yeah, volleyball. Uh, Wilson needs coaches at both the varsity and JV level. Um, soccer. Uh, they're looking for teams to fill out the Kevin Steinmetz tournament, which is held the first weekend of September out at Hilton Central. Give uh, Mike Garuzzi a call at 585-392-1000. And in wrestling, uh, Tony? Yeah, sad news from me. Uh, Joe Scapoletti, who's been a f- uh, friend of this program for years, one of the uh, top-notch wrestling coaches in our area from Lockport High School, is retiring. That's sad because Joe's done so much for Western New York wrestling. Uh, every year he's, he has a fantastic, or has had a fantastic program in Lockport. He's, uh, you know, highly respected throughout the uh throughout the community and the wrestling community. He is going to be missed. And, Joe, best of luck to you in your retirement. Uh, Wish it wasn't so, and I'm sure uh, the Lockport faithful uh, also feels the same way. Is he retiring as a teacher and a coach? or? I don't know if it's as a teacher, but I know uh, definitely as a coach. He'll still be involved as an advisor for sure. Obviously, he's got young kids at home. Uh, wants to spend more time there is what I'm hearing. Uh, John Donofrio, Lockport's son, is the one that came out with that. So. Um, but it, he mentions that he wants to spend more time with kids. He'll still be around the program. I have a feeling as his kids get older, you may see him come back at some point. We can all only That would hope. be good. That's encouraging to hear. Yeah. So now last weekend uh, out at Harbor Center and Key Bank Center, there were some big hockey games, as oh, we yeah. talked about last week at, uh, here on the show. And Girls Fed Hockey Championship last Sunday, Brooke Brecker leads the Frontier Lakeshore Orchard Park team over Williamsville. They won 4-2. to two. Maggie Spice had 22 saves for the win and goal for the flop. Leah Cherwinski scored both goals for the Ville. And uh, the flop is coached by first-year girls head coach Bob Klimowitz. You may remember his name. He's been with Frontier Boys for 17 years. One year he steps away into the girls' program and wins a championship. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> In the uh, old country we say Klimowitz. Yeah, you do get lessons here. Spelling and, uh, doesn't support that, but I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> well, look at the word punchkey. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> now, uh, this Monday, uh, out at Anderson's on Sheridan Drive, the Kenmore Grand Island uh, combination team, they're having a fundraiser between 4 and 7. If you go to the girls' site uh, on Facebook or Western New York Girls uh, Fed Hockey, if you go to their head- website, you can print out a coupon and bring it down to Anderson's 4 to 7. I cool. mean. You know, ice cream, you know, roast beef sandwiches, you can't go wrong there. Tony's, no, you can't. Tony's <laughs> eyes just lit up. You just made Tony's day, Frank. Maybe we'll go over after the show for a preview. <laughs> yeah. just to see. Now, on the boys' side of things, Super Monday took place uh, this past uh, week. And uh, as usual, St. Joe's uh, started things off with a, a decisive victory over Canisius 4 nothing. Uh, Congratulations, a, Coach Crozier. Yeah, one sided game there all the way. Uh, Jack Lally, the captain, defensive. Uh, uh, player on the the Marauders had two goals. Donovan Brochier had a shutout for St. Joe's. Um, now, this Sunday they'll play the uh, the state finals against St. Anthony's from Long Island. 
And that's at, uh, in Long Island, right? No, no, that's here. Oh, it is? Yep, 3 p.m. at Harbor Center. Last year it was out there. St. Right. Joe's beat them in overtime. This year, uh, St. Anthony's rolls in with an 18-0 and regular season record. They will be a very, very tough matchup, as St. Joe's knows. Last year they won, I believe it was Jeremy Anko, had a winning goal in overtime for the Marauders. So they play, again, tomorrow, 3 p.m. at Harbor Center. Get out there and support the Marauders. Good uh, luck, St. Joe's. You know, Western New York team. Now in the large schools... Will North defeated Lancaster last Monday 3-2. to two. That was a good game. Overtime winner scored by Adam Batts. He had last year's uh, game winner for Will North as well. And didn't Lancaster tie it uh, late in the game? They did. Sean Cross tied it up, his second goal of the game, with just seconds remaining. And, uh, you know, he sent that game to overtime, and it took just 16 seconds for Will North to, to, take the, to score the game winner there. Interesting story, just before the game, um, Evander Kane was down hanging around. <laughs> I saw the and, uh, you posted. I saw the two kids from Will North, and I, they said, "Hey, can you get our picture?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And so Evander Kane literally had his picture taken with this kid just, you know, an hour before he scores the game-winning goal. So that was a pretty cool, cool thrill for that kid. And and of course for Will North, they seem to find themselves in this game every year. Um, now they will face off against West Genesee today, 6:30 p.m. That's out in Cam- Camillus, New York, at Shove Park. West Jenny, they've they won the section three in similar fashion. They beat Syracuse in overtime to make it this far. Um, they're outscoring opponents in the regular season, ninety-eight to fifteen. They had a twelve and one wow. regular season record. They've got two players on their team with forty plus points or more, so they're stacked. I know uh, Mark DeFilippo has been saying all year that West Jenny is going to be the team to beat. They're heavy favorites, no doubt. But when you have Coach Rosen and Burns and Josh Shawick and they're and, veterans, you know, and yeah, they have a great goaltender. You can't count them out. So, best of luck to them today. Again, it's a six thirty start, and I would be following at WNY Fed Hockey <sighs> for updates from that game. And I'm sure there's guys from North Squall that are out there. You know their Twitter handle. You could sure. find them on Twitter. Small schools, West Seneca East defeats Kenmore West three to one. They win their first Section Six Fed Championship in the small school division. Uh, coach Prynne, it's his second season there as head coach. Now, interesting, he played as a Spartan back in 2005 when it was known as Marine Midland Arena. Um, he played in that game as a junior and lost and got back in the locker room, and they all thought they'd be back there, but they never did. So uh, however many years later it was, they fi- he brings as head coach of the Spartans, he brings them back, and at the expense of my Blue Devils, they, uh, they the hockey gods shine down on them, and they win this game, and it didn't take overtime this time. Three to one winners over Ken West. Uh, Tyler Arndt had two goals. He's the one that scored the overtime winner against Will East mm-hmm. just days earlier. And then uh, Jagger Maving had 27 saves. Greatest name in hockey, right? And probably all <laughs> sports in Western New York. Uh, but he's really one of the best goalies in, in all of New York State right now. And he's just a sophomore. Cool. Now they're going to take on Brockport today, 5 p.m. That's at RIT. It's only about an hour drive away. If you can get down there, I know uh, Mark will be at that game, the section chairman for sure. Follow him on Twitter, at WNYFedHockey, for uh, for updates from that game. Um, just a little bit about the team they're playing, Brockport, 15-5 and in the regular season, uh, 3-0 and in the playoffs. They're outscoring opponents 14-2 to in those three games. Now here's the thing about the Spartans. Um, you know, It wasn't an easy trip for them by any stretch to get here. They had to go through Will South, who was playing their best hockey at the time, the arguably two of the best players in the league. They beat them 4-3, and then they faced off against Grand Island, Division Three state champs, or excuse me, Division Three champs in Section 6. They smoked them 5-1. to one. 
And then they took on Will East, who seems to always be uh, at Super Monday. They're always one of the top teams, and they beat them in overtime 3-2. And then they had Ken West, Division Four champion. They beat them 3-1. So their path to get here was not easy. They're playing teams at their best. And Coach Prentice said time and again he wants to be playing these teams because he thinks that'll give them the advantage sure. going into today's game. So they'll be ready. Um, it's an unselfish group. Uh, again, they've probably got one of the best goaltenders going right now. And if they can, if if Will North and West Seneca East win today, they'll be back here next week to play for states, uh, which is held at Harbor Center. So just be ready for that next weekend. Um, you know, we have to show you know the state that we can support high school hockey here. So if you're listening and you can get down to Harbor Center next weekend, please do. And be loud. And and be loud and uh and, and support these teams. And and you know, if West Seneca East doesn't make it, if Will North doesn't make it, we still need you to come out and support hockey because, you know, this is hockey heaven. It really is. No matter what the professional team's doing, you know, this is a place where, you know, you got Southern Ontario right there, you got a lot of diehard hockey fans, no matter who you support, get out there. Because we have it coming again next season, and then if they, if we do well, we can have it for who knows who knows how long we can have it here. But right. we got to have the numbers. So if you can get out to Harbor Center next weekend and support the state hockey finals. All right. Uh, we also want to say best of luck uh, to the cheerleaders who are headed out to Syracuse today uh, for the uh, New York State Cheerleading Championship. Uh, they have six teams from Western New York, uh, Grand Island, which is sending a co-ed squad, West Seneca East and West, Frontier, Maryvale, Iroquois led by uh, head coach Lexi, and uh, best of luck to them uh, out in Syracuse today. What defines a co-ed cheerleading squad? Boys and girls. Yeah, I know, but I mean... Should we move on now? One, or? Yeah. one G. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? No, like one, two, or I mean, is it a mix of the whole? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, just best of luck to them. Hopefully they win. That's what we're looking for. All right, let's move on to uh, boys basketball. And I want to start off with uh, Monsignor Martin. What a crazy season it's been. One point of the year, I thought, okay, it's going to be Park. No, 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 no. Okay, well, no, no, it's going to be St. Francis. No, 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 no. It's going to be Timon. Timon's going to be it. No, it's going to be Can- Congratulations, Canisius. Yeah, I have to really say that. I mean, this, you know, Canisius winning the Monsignor Martin isn't like some major surprise out of the air, but this year wasn't a team that, that anyone would have expected to be as dead. They were near, not nearly as dominant as they've been in the past. As a matter of fact, they, were the, they had to play the playing game. They were the four seed. I was just going to say, they had to win three playoff teams to win the Monsignor Martin They did, and St. Joe's gave them a run for three quarters of their first game. And the, the two semifinal games on Saturday at Villa were both unbelievably good games. The, the Park game with St. Francis was classic, and the St. Francis kids showed a lot of heart because they had been winning pretty much the whole game, and Park came back on them, and then they stepped up when they needed to and, and pulled it out the end. And the time of Canisius' game was back and forth, and Canisius I mean, uh, did the exact same thing. Earl, do you have any idea where all those people that were at Villa that they parked their cars I'm still trying to figure that out. They might have had a park at the Thruway Mall and <laughs> Tony, this place, you know, if you picture Kessler, now the sides on either side of the, the court is not that much difference, but at Kessler you got both ends, and they go up mega rolls. They don't have that at uh, Villa. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on both ends, I mean, literally, just to keep the timing kids off the court in that one semifinal was, a, was an adventure. But so, wow, they're all here, you know. Well, 
The game ends. They let them out, and as they were letting them out, just as many were waiting in the halls to come in. And if you haven't been to Villa Maria, you picture their parking lot, I think. I mean, these parking lots dwarf the Villa Maria parking lot. Where are these people parked? I don't have a clue, Earl. I parked at the convent. I think I've just joined, and I'm a nun now. But I got. A, I was able to get out a lot quicker. I mean, you're right. It's a, It was an incredible crowd. And it, because of the size of Villa, it was such a great atmosphere, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, was, it was unbelievable. You had basically a whole Catholic league. And the small school games were good as well. But Sister Mary Earl? Well, talk a little bit about the small schools, Earl. Well, uh, St. Mary's came through and ended ended up winning. Uh, Nichols Nichols in what what could be called an upset beat O'Hara, although Nichols pretty much outplayed him the whole day. And then uh, St. Mary's fought off a a real gutty uh, wall squad who had, you know, Basically, have and you like the, that wall squad? Well, yeah, wall. they're they're a well coached. I, I know their coach very well, Andy Moore, who's a, who did a great job all year with basically two players and you know six guys from the Glee Club. They're, they, <laughs> they, they, hey, they, that's no joke. I mean, and Anthony, this, and it's not a knock either. No, it's not. I mean, they just don't have a very big school, and and, and their players aren't big. That Kemp is what barely six foot. Yeah, and I, that might be in high heels. Yeah, they're, they're two guards, the two Kemp brothers, you know, Tavian and. Um, and I forget the other guy's first name, but uh, uh, Latrell. They're both they're both really stellar players. But you know, it's not like they snuck up on anybody coming into the game. They're obviously keying on them. And at the beginning, like Tavian was dishing to other people, and and finally it got to the point where they're behind. And he had to start going off and scoring. But uh, St. Mary's was the better team, and they pulled out a victory, especially pulling away in the fourth quarter. And uh, they defeated uh, Nichols then on uh, Wednesday, and, and now they're going to the state tournament and for the Catholic schools. And, and Paul Rath does a really good job with those guys. They, were, they lost a lot of guys from last year, too, so it wasn't like, you know, they were like the not ready for primetime players coming to primetime, and they did a really good job. So now they go, what, to Long Island? I believe so, yeah. Kanisha's placed today at Villa at noon uh, against the New York City team, who, you know, I, I haven't been out there, so I'm not sure how well they are. I mean, this isn't a team that Kanisha isn't going to overwhelm anybody, but they got a lot of guts, and you know they'll be put to the test today. And if they win, they play at Long Island next That's weekend. That's right. That's correct. So I think, yeah, I think uh, St. Mary's has a week off right now. Oh, excellent, uh, excellent job by the Monsignor Martin schools, and hopefully uh, they continue bring home a state championship. Yeah. We would absolutely love that. But love the parody, the Monsignor oh, Martin fantastic. parody this year. It was. Yeah. I, you know, I love it when you night. can't predict you know, who's going to win it. Yeah. You know, A lot of times we're able to sit here in the beginning of the year and throw out a name, and it sticks, and that's, that's who wins it. But yeah. you know, as I mentioned earlier, the back and forth, the upsets here and there, yeah. and they'll just take turns beating each other. Yeah, and Park looked really at the beginning, you were right. Park, everyone thought Park was going to be the team because they really had a lot of talent coming back and stuff. But you know, the the other Catholic schools stepped up, and it was a great year for them. Yeah, by the way, phenomenal. Anthony Park has uh, everybody coming back next year. There wasn't one senior on that squad. Whoa! <laughs> How about uh, for the rest of my senior Martin? Is everybody else as young? Or I think St. Francis is going to graduate a lot. St. Francis graduates a couple. They'll they'll still have Bosarik will be back. He's a uh, He's a junior. I mean, Canisius will reload, yeah, and uh, and say um, Timon's got a young team. Timon has a pretty young team too. So I, it, we might we have another senior next year. Isn't yeah. there a go-to guy only a junior? And Timon, the go-to guy wasn't he only a junior? I thought uh, they had a lot of different go-to guys. So uh, number three, I, I'm, I'm 
blanking on his name now. Well, while Very you blank, impressive. we're going to take a break, and yeah. when we come back, we're going to talk about Dom Welch. We're going to talk Section 6 boys basketball. We'll have all that and more on Inside High School Sports. Sticks here, guys. Gonna rave it out here. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah. Inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Kellagery. Hey, I'm losing it. <laughs> Along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, we noticed, and Earl Shunk. <laughs> it's senility. It's finally mm. setting in. It, it, it happens. I know you're so old, Anthony. Gee whiz. <laughs> I'm not. Not all of us are as old as dirt, Rog. Uh, Frank, you had uh, an update on uh, how people can catch the Canisius game? Yes, if you want to listen to Bryce Hopkins, call the game. I always want to listen to Bryce. Uh, the man. CanisiusHide.org, uh, 2 p.m. All right, there you go. Anthony, also, if it's like it was uh, Wednesday night, his uh, color commentator was none other than Ohio State-bound Blake Hobbiel. Really? Exactly. Cool. Uh yeah, you guys may have heard during the week, uh, we have a new Western New York scoring leader in Dom Welch of Cheektowaga. Congratulations. He did it in the game against South Park. Unfortunately, it uh, wasn't a good night for Cheektowaga as South Park ended Cheektowaga's season. But Dom uh, surpassed Richie Campbell. And, of course, you can almost put it on, on cue, just say, all right, here comes the criticism in three, two, one. Oh, no, he did. He played more games than Richie. And here's my thought on on that. They have a, uh, when they call it a uh, season record or career record, whatever you have it, It's they don't count the games. If so, O.J. Simpson would still be the all-time career rushing leader since he broke 2,003 yards. He did it in 14 games. Eric Dickerson broke it in 16 games. So you could have made a an argument that O.J. could have rushed for uh, 200 in each game of the last two games, let's say, uh, and nobody would be uh, close to his record. Dom could have broke that record a month ago. On that one. Jim Brown only played 12, 12 games. 12 games, yeah. So you could back that up and say O.J. I uh, still cringe when they, <clears throat> as good as O.J. and Walter Payton were, uh, Jim Brown was a little bit on a higher pedestal, in my opinion. For, unfortunately, uh, people like myself, there's not that many of us around that uh, were able to witness Jim Brown, but those that witnessed Jim Brown, wow. Greatest so, athlete ever. Yeah, so you can't take anything away from Dom. You know, he, he, he put the points in. He deserves it. He deserves the accolades and the pats on the back. The ball's got to go through the basket. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It's, it's, you know, I mean. But then again, we can also make an argument. Uh, what's his name from Bennett? Um, Curtis Aiken. Yeah, Curtis Aiken. No three pointers. No line. three pointers. Sure. So you know you could. There's all kinds of ways you could uh, look at it. It is ironic because a couple guys that played for me back in the early 2000s are now sounding sound like the old get off my lawn guy with this whole thing. <laughs> because and and I'm like, hey, the kid, the kid earned it. I mean, and and he had that the game on uh, I believe it was Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Correct. Tuesday night. He, he had some unbelievable shots to get there, and I was wondering if he could get there because South Park was was playing him tough, and he had incredible shots, and he got he got like he got really out of the way early. He got seventeen or eighteen right away, and never knew it was just a matter of time. He's so smooth when yes. he goes to the basket. Wow. Yeah, he. I mean, and that's the thing. He's been he's been playing as a marked man all year, and he's still doing this. So all the credit in the world to him. Yeah, Earl. I got Earl. I got to throw a question by you though. Uh at what point in a game such as that, when an event happens, do you stop the game for all the ceremony? That night, 
that was about the only hiccup South Park had, in my opinion, the whole night, other than obviously trying to t- stop uh, Dom from scoring. The one run that Chicktawaga had where it looked like South Park was in trouble, I mean, and the reason I asked that, what if that would have happened two minutes left in the game? Yeah, it's a tough thing. Obviously, they pre-scripted the whole thing because they had the ball and they had the parents. And, and I think they, Richie was there, wasn't they, he? Yeah, he was. they were, and they weren't. <laughs> it, it was going to have to happen because you had all the guys with the news cameras were coming in. And I mean, and this is this has been thirty some years since this happened, so it was going to happen. It's I ironic, though, that. like you say, if it, if you hits a shot with one minute to go and it ties the game up, does all this happen? Well. They couldn't even wait till the end of the third quarter to do something like that. It was just right in the middle of the thing. Yeah. And I I didn't get a chance to talk to uh, Pete Hudecki after the well, game. I would have loved to hear his thoughts on that. Well, here's the thing. Well, you, when we've had, I've had a bunch of guys score 1,000 points. And what you do is you go over to the coach before the game and say, so-and-so is 20 away from 1,000. If he scores, I'll call timeout. And what happened is Pat used one of his timeouts. Okay, okay, it was like a Super Bowl timeout, as it turned out, because all the all the people, the news networks were there with cameras, come out of the field, man, dad. They came out in the court, and there was hugging and all that stuff. So it went a little extended. You know, it is what it is. We move on. Well, yeah. we don't have to worry about it. It's going to be a while since we have to uh, address yeah. that again. Yeah. But still, and it's just the whole thing. Oh, my God. South Park was in total control the whole time. You know, from the time yeah. I got there, I got there, what, late in the first, uh, second quarter. And they were just having a good old time. And, you know, yeah. I guess their uh, theory was they were going to make sure the other four guys didn't beat them. Yeah. And they did a pretty good job of that. South Park was very impressive, Anthony. Okay. Very impressive. I spoke with Coach Brusky during the week uh, who coached Richie yeah. Campbell, and he said records are made to be broken. Yeah, and Don would be the perfect guy for, to say that, you know, because he had that he had the mentality. You know, like, hey, he beat it, he beat it. All right, moving on, uh, we had games uh, going on all throughout the week at Buff State, East Aurora, and Dunkirk. Yeah, uh, Dunkirk, unfortunately, you know, couldn't keep up with East Aurora in the long run. They they, they took a big lead, and it looked like they were really comfortably going to go. And by the time the third or fourth quarter, East Aurora stepped up their full-court pressure, and the guys from Dunkirk, were just a little casual with their passing, and all of a sudden the thirteen point lead turned to about five. Yeah, it was and, like twenty one to five in the fourth quarter, something yeah, ridiculous. And they they went from like totally in control to getting a little nervous, and you know you get nervous in a game that's an elimination game, and then you can almost see it. And they're just trying to hold on. The big momentum, yeah. And they're they're still up, and then they're up, and then they're up, and then in the last minute, Easter Army made a couple buckets and finally took the lead for the first time in a really long time, and then. Somebody from Dunkirk needed to make a big shot to turn around, and unfortunately, didn't. We had uh, MST Seneca taking on Newfane. Yeah, Newfane. Newfane played very well in that game. That's the game with Newfane East Aurora is is going to be a good one today. Uh, Seneca had made a gutty comeback as well. They couldn't quite get there, and I, and I was really it's the first time I'd seen Seneca all year, and I was really impressed with their poise. And on Tuesday, you had Will South and McKinley. Yeah. And, I was playing McKinley yeah. at Buffalo State. And that hasn't happened in fifty one weeks. You know, and Coach Dorsey would tell you it isn't one of his more explosive teams, but they're gutty and they played really hard and they hung in there for about three quarters and a little more, but you know, Williamsville South just had too many guns for him and they pulled away in the end. Uh, North Tonawanda tried champs of the Niagara Frontier League against Grand Island. Yeah, poor Grand Island, uh they, you know, if those, I think it was their first time in a while at Buffalo State. And as a coach, your biggest fear at Buffalo State is coming in and not being able to score early on. And that happened for the entire first half. And Grand Island just never got their feet feet wet. 
game that had a lot of people, I actually got a lot of people's attention, uh, Niagara Falls, Jamestown. And one of the things about this is why I I adore Sal Constantino. I think he is an awesome coach in what Western New York needs. Sits down one of his best players in the, uh, for the first quarter because he missed a practice. I, this is this is the playoffs. This is that Buff State. It's all on the line. You lose, you're done. No, he put discipline first. Yeah, where I give Sal a lot of credit is there's there's some kids around in that school that probably are better than some of the guys he's got out there on the oh, court playing. Oh, he proclaims playing. that. He yeah, proclaims. Uh, yeah, he'll tell you. He'll go through oh. the hallways, and he can find five guys that'll beat yeah, his team. I mean, and, and he get, he totally gets it. You know, and especially in a place like Niagara Falls where there's all this tradition and stuff like that. That's why they're up there as far as academics and to be able to have it up on academics and you're winning. Yeah, and, well, you've got kids right now that you can represent the school and you don't have to worry about them in a big setting like that because, you know, you, your, your worst fear as a coach, too, is you get in the big setting and somebody loses their composure in front of, like, 3,000 people. And, you know, you don't have any other problems with Sal. His kids play so hard. Especially defensively. Yes, especially defensively. So, I mean, that's, I think that's probably one of the bigger upsets of the week. Uh, you know what? It, it, it's, it was a bit of an upset. But this year, Jamestown used so much of their – Got so much of scoring through the, the Rojas kid, and yeah, when you made that comment the other day about uh, you know besides the Kemp brothers and then the three people yeah. from the Glee Club, that basically is what Jamestown well, is this year. They have some good players, but they Rojas scores so many of their points, and as a big guy to score points, somebody's got to get you the ball. You're not the guy who's taking the ball away up the court. And what Niagara Falls did was they made it, their guards work really, really hard to get the ball to them. So. It kind of made it more difficult for them. They wind up turning the ball over a lot. They did. They did. They turned it over some, and they just made. You know, they made it. They kind of. I don't want to say uglied up the game, but they made it very difficult for Jamestown to score. And on the contrary, they got some turnovers and were able to score some fast break points. Well, I'm thinking of it, Anthony. I want to give a shout to. Uh, oh, did you see the band? Uh, that's <laughs> no, uh, no, I didn't because I wasn't there for oh, that okay. game. But uh, a big thank you to Mike Cerati. Uh, during all during the week, they constantly promoting our uh, inside high school sports show. Oh, that was nice! And believe it or not, he apologized to me the night after the Niagara F- Falls game, or maybe it was one of the later games. I got there late, and uh, I said, "What are you apologizing for?" Well, the problem is when the Niagara Falls game, every time there's a timeout, the band starts playing, and I can't make announcements over the uh, intercom and all that. But That's boy, okay. he was. We can't thank him enough. He promoted oh. this show. Uh, I bet you we have more listeners this week just because of his promotion. And Mike, if you're listening, thanks again. I really appreciate the uh, support. Uh, Lancaster, Kenmore West. All right, that was a nice win for Lancaster. I was in Rochester recruiting, but uh, people who are at the game told me they're very impressed with uh, Lancaster. They got two guards who scored 20 points each, and tonight's game should be a really good one with Niagara Falls. Raj, you remember when we were doing the games uh, when J.J. Harrington was playing? Now he's an assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. I needed that. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> How about uh, Amherst against Olean? Well, Amherst, that was the same day I was there, but Amherst pulled away, and, and uh, I thought they might. This was probably Jeff Anastasia did a great job coaching this year, but as far as like talent-wise compared to what he had in the past, he probably didn't have as much as many skilled players, they weren't as explosive. Amherst is a very explosive team, especially uh, Cooper, who's who's a great player. So, 
But who knows if those were nine minute quarters instead of eight? The way Olean came back in that fourth well, quarter, the fourth quarter, they finally yeah. started landing those threes. They had so many of their three point shots. I mean, they weren't you know air balls or bricks. They were rimming in and out and all that through three quarters. Couldn't get the, the bounce. Yeah. And in the fourth quarter, they started going in and uh, it got tight at yeah, the it end. Yeah, did. Yeah, Medina Health Science. That was Thursday. Yeah, that would that one was interesting. It's the same uh, thing. Jalen Cooper was the most athletic player, I think, in, in the whole sectionals. But he's not a guard. He's a big guy, so the guards have to give him the ball. And health science, basically, their idea is they're going to turn each game into like a, a street fight. They're just going to get out there. They're going to get in your face, play full court the whole time. And the Medina kids couldn't handle the pressure. They they threw a lot of passes to the scorer's table and other places. They were just they, they kind of got shook by the pressure. And Jalen made some really spectacular plays, but he didn't get the ball enough. And health sciences, even though they didn't score a lot, they wore them down, and they they get one or two turnovers at appropriate times, and ended up winning pretty comfortably, fourteen points maybe. By the way, if you want to follow along the scores, or you just want to check it out later on, uh, the view from center court is a great website to get updated as to where we are with uh, basketball. Uh, Olmstead and Lackawanna. That was a fun game. Lackawanna's got a point guard, a five five kid who's a sophomore. His name is um, Noah Graber, and he's got some swag to him, and he really controlled the game for Lackawanna, and they made some they made some big shots at the right times. They played, uh, they switched defenses, played a 2-3 zone, played a boxing one, played a 3-2 zone, and they kind of shut Olmstead down at the key moments at the end. Gee, so Spud Webb could actually post him up, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Of course, how, the kid's going to grow. He's a sophomore. How about a huge congratulations to Chautauqua Lake? Yeah, great win for First them last ever? night. Yeah. And, and that, that'll be an interesting game with them and Randolph on Tuesday. They're both coming out to Buff State, you know, for the, uh, the C1-C2 game. What's wrong with that picture? Two people from Jamestown got to come up to uh, Buff State to play a crossover game. Well, you know, you had you had East and Cleveland Hill going down there last <laughs> night, exactly so it's tip for tap. And yeah. Franklinville picking up their, I yeah. believe that was their first That was ever? their first in 20-some years. Yeah, wow. Coach, Congratulations Coach to Haskell Jeff Haskell. Did, did a great job with that team. They 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 kind of won the uh, the bubble or the uh, the rubber match with uh, Ellicottville, and then they, they, they pulled away from a climber team last night, and, and they're, go, they're going right to uh, Rochester now. Awesome. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Roger, get us updated on the girls' side of things. All that and more on Inside High School Sports. We're back. One last segment. Yeah. This will get you going. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. What have we got coming up next, Brayton? We got... Uh... Uh, Sports Talk Saturday with me, myself, and uh, Nate Geary. Jeez, well. I wonder what you guys are going to talk about. Oh, I I don't know. Tyrod, Little Sabres, Tyrod. Preview tonight's game. You're going to talk about the Cubs? about the Cubs. I mean, we can talk about the Cubs and and how they're they're looking pretty good to repeat. But you know, I I, I mean. Spring training. There hasn't really been much going on in spring training. David Price. Uh, that David was, Price. Yes, that's going to get that's uh, seven one. to ten days to rest, and then they'll reevaluate him. Yeah. So it doesn't look like that his injury is as serious as maybe once thought. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Brayton. Tune into those guys coming up next. All right, Monsi. Oh, you have an announcement before you get into the girls' update. Yeah. Rush. One of my uh, you know snide facetious remarks actually turned out to be well. I made a derogatory or a and voice inflection about uh, 
Chautauqua Lake having to play Randolph at Buff State in a crossover game. That game has been moved from Buffalo State uh, to Jamestown Community College. There will now be a doubleheader down there. The C crossover game, I believe, will start at 6, and the boys crossover game, Class C, will start at 745. That's a change. Originally scheduled for Buff State, will now be played at Jamestown Community College Tuesday night. Uh, I want to thank uh, Larry Jones, uh, Kensington High School class of 1976, <laughs> and also the boys' basketball chair for sending me a quick text on that. I hope we got that out to enough people. Thanks again, Larry, and others who texted me that change. All right, real quick before you get into the scores, since we just mentioned baseball, uh, Jonah Heim, if you remember him, he was on the program uh, from Amherst High School, drafted by the Orioles, traded to Tampa Bay, saw in a game this week he had a double and almost put out a guy at second. So uh, keep it going, Jonah. You're going to get called up sooner or later. Gee, between uh, Steve Means and Jonah, we're going to have to start calling Tampa Buffalo South. Yeah, exactly. All right, Raj, get us updated on the uh, on the girls. Okay, Monsignor Martin girls championship games today at 4 o'clock at uh, Villa Maria. And I guess the, you said the boys are playing at noon at Villa Maria as might well. might be 2 o'clock now, I hear. Okay, uh, Narden playing Buffalo Sem. What a story about Buffalo Seminary, Anthony. How many teams over the years can you say that won exactly one regular season league game? They have already won two playoff games in their league. I don't think I've ever heard of it. If that's not a first, it's close. Uh, The uh, Class A game, if you will, Cardinal O'Hara and Sacred Heart. Okay, you can get up now, Tony. I know you're shocked to hear that one. Uh, That... On paper, it looks like a mismatch, but uh, any of the local teams that play uh, Cardinal O'Hara girls this year looks like a mismatch, but I guarantee you Sacred Heart will show up. Should be an entertaining game. Uh, They seem to have a little bit of difficulty the other night. uh, Cardinal O'Hara did against St. Mary's. St. Mary's of Lancaster probably played them as well as any Monsignor Martin team played them this year. I don't know if it's the gym and all that, but... uh, or maybe they were looking ahead to the winner of Sacred Heart and Mount St. Mary's. But, uh, uh, again, 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock at Villa Maria today. Okay, Class AA. They had the uh, semifinals last night, and uh, top seeds, uh, they ran through to form. Number one, Clarence, will be playing number two, Frontier. Frontier, a very feisty team. I think they start... Two freshmen and a sophomore. Good future, and they're already, like say, playing the championship game today. Or, excuse me, Tuesday night. Class A-1. Will South will be taking on my uh, home school district, Hamburg. Uh, probably uh, Hamburg's really going to not only bring their A game, they'd have to bring a double A game if they're going to knock off Will South. Will South will be missing a player, uh, Hannah Dolan, a younger sister of Greg Dolan, has a hairline crack of her ankle and is probably done for the year. Uh, I don't think they'll miss her that much in today's game. Uh, Zaria McCullough can still play against uh, Katie Villarini Villarini from uh, Hamburg. What I do suspect, and I'm jumping the gun saying that Will South wins today, they may miss Hannah Dolan when they play the winner of the A2 game, which should be very entertaining, Olean, the uh, uh, number four seed, knocked off 
Ken East, the number one seed the other day, and uh, excuse me, Amherst, the third seed, knocked off Lakeshore. Class A2 girls, arguably the most competitive uh, top-notch uh, girls basketball section in western New York, and I'm including uh, Monsignor Martin in that scenario. Class C, uh, C1, Allegheny Limestone, and Chautauqua Lake will go head-to-head. That's the one and two seeds. They went through the form right through. And oh, Chautauqua class, Lake's having a good old time yeah, this oh morning. Oh, yes. Uh, C2, it will be third seed, Frewsburg, and fourth seed, Randolph. I really like Frewsburg in there, and I actually like Frewsburg possibly in the crossover game Tuesday night. They have to, uh, uh, of course, win the championship today first. Class D, speaking of schools that are having a good old time uh, in general, and uh, Coach Haskell in particular, he won the boys' uh, Class D championship as coach last night. His girls will be playing in the Class D girls' championship at 6 o'clock tonight at Jamestown Community College, and they will be playing against Class D champion, uh, excuse me. Oh, I got to hear something. They'll be playing against uh, Panama. Now, Panama defending state runner-up last two years won the state championship. Yes, Franklinville's number one seed. Yes, Franklinville has the Haskell sisters who are very impressive. They still got to get by Panama. Panama getting better every game this year. They graduated both guards a year ago, and you know how guard play is in uh, high school, Earl. Uh the youngsters are coming along, so until Franklinville knocks off the champion, Panama, I, I wish I could be at that game. Let's put it that way. That ought to be an awesome game. Now, next weekend, do we have boys and girls taking on Rochester? Yes. yes. Uh, the girls will be here at 11, 1, 3, 5, and 7 at Buff State. The boys will be going to, is it at Rush Henrietta? Rush Henrietta, yeah, correct. Great venue. Great venue. For I was there for the girls a year ago. Uh, next week, uh, well, we got to make sure Tuesday night. Yeah, we still have crossover games Tuesday night. But I'm saying as far as when we're lining up against Rochester, and then if you win after that, it's the following weekend. Is, you go for the uh, state final four. Yeah, yes, yes, and the boys this year is not at Glens Falls. For the next three years, it will be at Binghamton. <clears throat> right. The girls will still be at Hudson Valley. All right, guys, thanks much. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.